The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Hey guys and girls, thanks for tuning in, water lovers around the world. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. We're here today having a show on roomy and water, a little bit of existentialism and the ability to kind of have some peace and enlightenment in the world of water. So we'll be talking to Yakin, who is an expert on roomy, a Sufi mystic from the abundance. Persia around the 12th and 13th century. We'll get thirsty. Super excited to uh, have uh, Yakin here for the second half of the show. Be talking with him. We'll get all of our roominess around Rumi. Uh, one of the best uh, poets out there in the world of Sufism and uh, water and having some enlightenment and you know, using words as a way to kind of heal and look at things in ways that only water can do. So uh, looking forward to having Yakin in here a little bit later. will be more about him in about 30 minutes, so stay tuned. Got some uh, water music coming your way, so let's take a look at our first song for today's show. Let's go take a peek. This one is by Fish, a favorite. Fish is obviously spelled P-H-I-S-H, and this is Waiting in the Velvet Sea. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show from H2O. Going around the world for water from the Berkshires. Thank you. 
Uh-oh, boys and girls. We had a little bit of a breakdown here. Uh, so we're going to be just doing a little talking. Uh, a little breakdown with our getting connected here onto Spotify and also onto the internet here. So we're looking to uh, reconnect to our friends. Hold on. Let's see what's happening. So anyway, you're here with And So It Flows. Your only show for H2O. And we're having a little breakdown with our internet service. So don't you worry. We will take care of that. And make sure we can get back online in the next few minutes. But in the meantime, you got some background music. Um, here's a little bit of something going on. Join WTBR-FM for World Radio Day on Tuesday, February 13th with an open house running from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. Whether you've always dreamed about starting your own radio show or just have listened to us for years and are curious, we'd love to meet you and show that you how we've grown since moving to Federico Drive five years ago. Here's how WTBR is bringing the love of radio to you on World Radio Day, February 13th, with an open house from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. So check on in. There's probably more information at WTBRFM.com. Let's see what's going on with our friends over at PC Guest. Supposedly we're connected, so we're going to check out what's going on here. Oh, did this work? We will find out. Let's hope that we reconnected. Yes, we did. There was a reconnect happening. Hopefully that worked. Yay, here we are. We're back with our playlist ready to rock and roll. So thanks for playing with us as we be very nimble and quick on the breakdown dial back to some Aerosmith with Walk on Water you're listening to And So It Flows your only show for H2O here at WTBR FM 89.7 Pittsfield Community Radio and all around the world on Podcast Attic Podacy, Amazon Music uh, as well or Amazon Audible as well as Apple Music and a few other places, so keep looking for it. We are the only show for H2O and back to Walk on Water with Aerosmith. So thanks again for being with us during that little mini breakdown.
listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I'm your super waterman, your ambassador for water. Every Tuesday at 2 o'clock, you can catch us here at 89.7 WTBR FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. We're bringing you the water love and the water consciousness all around the world from the heart of the Berkshires, from Pittsfield, Massachusetts, all around the world. Wherever you love water, we love water, even with you. Together. Together. Unity. Unity in the game of unity. Uh, The one thing that we all need, the one thing that we all love, water, where we can have all sorts of conversations. And today we're going to have a conversation with Joaquin. Joaquin is, uh, where is Joaquin? Actually, we are going to have uh, a conversation with him in the next few minutes, so stay tuned. Joaquin, who is he? Just so you know, Joaquin Joseph is his full name. And he is a group retreat guide and a Suluk Academy uh, and a minister of the Sufi Order of the International Hazrat Order. And he is uh, studying also at the abode of the message over in New Lebanon, right on the other side of the hill from Pittsfield, right still in the Berkshires, but on the New York side. And he's a minister and a storyteller. He's going to be telling some stories about Sufi and water and why it all matters. Super excited to actually have him with us today. He'll be with us in the next 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So stay tuned. For that, got a little bit of water news coming your way. This is from the New York Times, which for some people is the establishment record, uh, the paper of record, but uh, they've been a lot of wrong everywhere since the Iraq War. And on this one, they might have actually studied some journalism. Big companies cashed in on Mississippi's water. Small towns paid the price. They vowed to fix water woes and save cities millions. But a Times investigation found the deals racked up debt and left many worse off than before. Oh, my God. Is that something corporations do? Sometimes, because they got huge blind spots when it comes to water. Pittsfield is uh, one of those cities uh, that got a blind spotted. Uh, and we'll, we might talk about that uh, from the perspective of Sufi and see what he might have to say about that. But in the meantime, uh, in the winter of 2021, more than 150,000 people living in Jackson, Mississippi, were left without running water. Faucets were dry or dribbling, a muddy brown. For weeks, people across the city lost their water they normally relied on to drink, cook, and bathe with no way to flush their toilets. Some parents sent their children into the woods to relieve themselves. Businesses closed. Mississippi's capital effectively shut down the following year at the height of Mississippi's sweltering summer of August 22, it would all happen again. The final blow was delivered by Siemens, a giant German corporation uh, that had swept into town in 2020. 10, boldly promising to install modern water meters that would boost revenue and return Jackson's water system to a money-making enterprise that could afford to fix this crumbling infrastructure. Each time Jackson faced a water crisis, local and state leaders cast blame in familiar directions. Lawmakers criticized city's officials for ignoring leaky pipes and failing to collect payments from customers. City officials pointed to Jackson's shrinking population and decades of economic decline, and they said state officials, mostly white and Republican, had starved the mostly black Democratic city of resources. Let's hear it for water. Sometimes it could divide us if we're coming from our small little perspectives, and uh, perhaps Rumi will uh, give us some ideas on how we might be able to correct some of that wrong thinking. But in the meantime, you know, it's time to come together to take care of the city of Jackson. What other cities? East Palestine now has some issues regarding water. 
Pittsfield has some issues regarding water. There are dozens and dozens of cities and states around this country and around the world. Bhopal, India, since 1984, still has issues around water. So, you know, it's something to be uh, concerned about. And as this show, and so it flows, the only show for H2O, what we're out to do is bring the consciousness of water together from the water-stressed city of Pittsfield and bring that stuff around the world so we can have the straight conversations. So perhaps corporations can come forward and, and stop resisting and do what's needed and wanted in the smart money of the future, which is what I call regeneration and revitalization around water because water is the root of all life and uh, everybody wants to live, I think, in some way, shape, or form in a happy, kind of healthy way. So you're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. And that opinion is brought to you by me. Uh, and editorialization is brought to you by Super Waterman. One in the same. Uh, the next up on our song list for now is Just a Ride by the Virgin Marys. Uh, stay tuned for that. So excited to have you with us here on And So It Flows, the only show for H2O. Something more than this When the memories you left behind Remind me you were never mind The lonely train you left without a kiss So 
So excited to be here with you. This is Leslie, also known as Super Waterman, your ambassador for water right here in And So It Flows, your only show for H2O 89.7 WTBR FM Pitchfield Community Radio, WTBRFM.com if you want live streaming, uh, 
also on podcast. If you like the idea, if you like the idea of having independent water media, give a holler out to WTBRFM.com, Pittsfield Community Radio, or WTBRFM.com on, online, or give a call to 413-445-5943 if you like the idea of independent water media, intentional media for water. Why don't you make a donation over to our friends here at WTBR-FM and uh, just say how much you love water, H2O. It's your thing. It's, it's, it's what drives you. It makes you want to live. It gives you sustenance and, and peace and, and, and all sorts of really greatness. Uh, and it even lets you take a shower and go, go poop. So all that is really, really, really important. You can find us on Amazon Audible, Apple Music, Hastos, Podcast, Podacy, and Podcast Addict, a few other places as well. So keep searching for And So It Flows Podcast. You will find it. You will love it. And uh, subscribe. Do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing that loves your water. Uh, in a couple of minutes, we're going to be bringing on Yakin, And Yakin is going to be having a conversation with us regarding Rumi and all things great around that so excited actually he's in studio now so we're gonna bring him on Joaquin are you there yes I am Leslie great to be here great great to have you just you know why don't you tell our water-loving listeners around the world uh, a little bit about that and about Rumi and about who you are and what you're all about and all, okay. all that. Uh, I will do that. Yes, um, I live here in the Berkshires, and I'm a storyteller and a senior teacher in a Sufi lineage known as the Anayatiya. And um, I'm very interested, of course, and inspired by Rumi, who was a 12th century mystic and spiritual teacher, but also a scholar. And last time I checked, he was the best-selling uh, poet, poet in the United States. Best-selling poet, you're saying? Yes, last, last time I checked, yes. And, and where's he originally from? Well, he's originally from Afghanistan. But uh, his family had to flee because the great Mongol horde led by Genghis Khan was invading that part of the country. So they fled different places, but finally ended up in what is now Konya, Turkey. And oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, I'm Hungarian, so I, I really do relate with the great Mongol horde. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it was Hungary and a couple of countries <laughs> that stopped them from getting to the rest of Europe. I know, really. Yeah. Always on the border, but, you know, definitely, you know, that's, that's really, really great. But, he, you know, I've heard he lived in Persia for a while. Was that correct? Or? Yes, that's correct. Well, there was the Persian Empire, which... Alexander the Great conquered, but that was the great empire that went from India all the way across to Greece. And so it's hard to say exactly where Persia was, but it's usually considered Iran and some of the territory around what is modern-day Iran. So that's that's a while back. That's, that's, yes. that's pretty amazing. So t for you, who, who is Sufi? Like, like how, what's your relationship to Sufi? Um, I mean, not your relationship to Rumi Yes, as okay. part of the Sufi tradition. Yes, well, I've been studying in Sufism, not about Suf it, okay. but in it, for more than 40 years. And uh, my first uh, spiritual teacher was uh, a man named, uh, his title was Pir, but his name was Vilayat Khan, and which sounds very Asian and exotic. Well, he was born in France and had a degree from the Sorbonne in Paris and, a, and another degree from Oxford. He spoke five languages, studied the cello with Pablo Casales, um, and at the same time was a Sufi mystic. And he was my first introduction to Sufism. That's, that's great. Now, um, here we are in a show for water. Okay? Right. You know, and my relationship to Rumi 
is I've seen some of his quotes, some of his poetry, uh, and, and one of which we'll play right now, uh, which I actually happened to find here. This is uh, being read by Adam Sadiq. Uh, it's called Water from Your Spring. It's about 54 seconds. So why don't we listen to a little bit about what that's all about? Hold on one second. Here we go. in that candle's light that opened and consumed me so quickly. Come back, my friend. The form of our love is not a created form. Nothing can help me but that beauty. There was a dawn, I remember, when my soul heard something from your soul. I drank water from your spring and felt the current take me. Oops, a little more. We're back, back in studio. That was uh, Adam Sadiq reading uh, Water from Your Spring. So tell me a little bit about how Rumi used water in some of his sayings and some of his thinking and what he meant by it or if you have any insight into that. Yes, all these um, expressions of water, of the ocean, of rain, of streams can also be understood in mystical interpretation. I mean, what is the ocean of life? You know, there's, uh, yes, there's the Pacific and the Atlantic, but he means the ocean of consciousness. And when he's talking about a stream, he's often talking about um, all the great uh, teachers of different religions being a stream of one stream of spiritual consciousness coming to humanity. So there's images of, of the rain falling or mist rising, anything that we can think of in terms of water, Rumi acknowledges that physicalness, but then flows it right back into a mystical insight. That's really, really great. And I, I had another conversation with you before today, and I think you said something about how Rumi had a sense of humor, or some kind of like he was... Some of his stuff was either sarcasm or, 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 or humorous in some way, shape, or form. Can, can you speak a little bit about that or what that may mean? Well, his masterpiece is called the Masnave, which was 22,000 um, rhyming couplets. And in that, he has everything from humor to some really body stories. But every story always goes back to some mystical teaching. So um, he might be making a joke about someone who lost something and can't find it, but it's obvious it's right in front of them. But that will end up being, and even his stories that are a little racy, um, end up being a spiritual teaching about one's uh, ego, one's personality, and how to overcome one's limitations or shortcomings in life. Great. Great. That's that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Yeah. You know, because it's important to kind of like have some, you know, in the game of enlightenment, it isn't about becoming heavier. It's about becoming lighter. Right. And, and, and uh, you know, and in, in the game of living, one of the things I've noticed and, uh, you know, other people who are on similar paths also notice that when you take things too seriously, it kind of you miss the point of being able to make the difference. Yes, and if you think of a stream of water flowing over rocks and bubbling in that, it, it, it connotates sort of a joy in itself. You know, the water rushing over rocks um, has that sort of element of flow and not being uptight and uh, just going with the flow, as the saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, agreed, agreed. You know, where, where the persistence of water, water doesn't get stopped. Unless you dam it and then the water dies. 
um, like in a dam or a swamp that has no inlet or outlet. Yes. That it becomes, uh, you know, it becomes dead. dead yes. Dead water. Uh, yeah. There's a great story about that, which uh, describes, I'll, I'll condense it because this story could go on for 20 minutes. Okay. But it's of uh, high in the mountains, way beyond the tree line. You know, the mist is condensing and the snow and the rain, and it starts to trickle down the rocks, and little streamlets form, and then they go down to where the scrub brush is, and it keeps flowing, more water streams, and pretty soon it becomes a real stream coming down through the farmland, and then it's uh, other streams join, so it's a river, and it's going down through the flatlands, and finally it reaches a, a desert and it just pours itself into the desert and nothing happens. It's starting to be a swamp and the river doesn't under, it's always flown, it has this sense, I'm the river, I'm flowing and then it meets this uh, obstacle that it can't overcome in its life and, and it keeps doing it and then here's this voice which um, says to it, well, can you remember that once you weren't like this once you were in the sky, and if you let go, I evaporate, I'll carry you across the desert to those distant mountains. So it's also a teaching of who do we think we are as we form our lives flowing through, but we get to a place where that old concept of who we are uh, needs to be held in a more gentle way and sort of let go of parts of it so that we can become as Christians would say, born again, or some new way of, of understanding yeah. our being. Yeah, totally, totally. A new set of eyeballs. Uh, it comes to occur, that's pretty well, you know, leave the carcass behind kind of thing and just like, okay, what's next? And for those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. We're here at 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio in the center of the Berkshires going around the world bringing water consciousness you can actually find us on Amazon Audible Apple Music you can find us on Podcast Addict Podacy and a few other places so keep checking uh, I know Castos is one of them it was on Google Podcasts but Google is retiring Google Podcasts so say goodbye to Google Podcasts um, in the meantime we're talking with Joaquin Joseph Albert. Uh, he is a uh, retreat guide, a minister of the Sufi order of, is this correct, International Hazrati Order? Is uh, that, or is that old news? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's one. It's hard to pin it down. So that's an, an older one. Now the, the, that Hazrat was a particular, it's a title for a spiritual teacher. So our group is the Inayatiya lineage okay so it's a, a lineage of one teacher passes the teaching on to another to another to you know goes on for centuries and you go uh, you're at the abode of the message sometimes or all yeah the time? Uh, sometimes so the abode of the message was founded by inspired by a sufi uh, teacher uh khan i mean pir valayat anayat khan and um so it's still active as a retreat and conference center, and I live nearby and participate in activities there. Great, great, great. So we have about nine more minutes left, eight, eight minutes left. So tell me, why don't we use the rest of the time and, you know, tell me any Sufi or, 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 or stories about Rumi or some things that he was speaking to, which kind of represent water or water consciousness or some story that reveals something about both ourselves and himself? Yeah, um, well, he was in Konya, Turkey, so he was this great scholar of, um, well, just religion in general, and then he met a spiritual teacher which trans transformed his life, and many people will uh, associate him with what is known as the whirling dervishes. You see these men dressed in white, and they have a long sort of cape-like skirt, and they turn as a, it's a spiritual ceremony. But um, I'd just like to read this short two lines from Rumi where he says, 
the, there's this phrase, lo, I am with you always. And he says, that means when you look for God, God is in the look of your eyes, in the thought of looking nearer to you than yourself or things that you happen to have. There is no need to go outside. Be melting snow and wash yourself of yourself. So the in, in Sufi teachings, it's to understand um, the, what we call the ego, I'll use that term, when self historical self-concept is where people get stuck and where they start to become greedy and jealous and angry is based around that concept. So in Sufism, it's not the sense of destroying that, but of sort of uh, managing it, cultivating it, purifying it, as part of the spiritual process, but not the idea of just going into some advanced spiritual state and not dealing with the world. Yeah, so yeah, I find, I find that sometimes in any kind of spirituality that sometimes it's an escape mechanism mm -hmm. where people get disconnected from the physical world uh, sometimes uh, and they don't deal with the thing right in front of what is necessary to be dealt with right uh and did Rumi have anything to say about that uh well his life showed it he was married his first wife died he married again he had several children so he was very much in the world and in Sufism uh, almost all teachers are married and have a family so they aren't um uh recluses or hermits or celibate because uh, the world is seen as an opportunity, not something that's just terrible. We all have to get spiritually high and escape from it. Exactly. Either that or, you know, the escape part or we're, <clears throat> we're really not here. It's kind of like moving into a house and never unpacking your boxes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's yes. like, uh, you know, we're really not here. We're somewhere else. Right. And, uh, you know, kind of leads to a lot of mischief. Yes. And um, so uh, the Sufism that uh, I am part of takes a very universal approach to spiritual understanding. So in our group, there are people who come from Jewish, Christian, Muslim, Hindu, or no particular religious background. Yeah. They don't have to be a particular religion. Great. Yeah. So it's really spirituality versus you know some dogmatic religious you have to do it this way kind of thing there's only one way right uh, it, it allows for people to be where they're at that's great so we have about four more minutes uh, what i'd like to do is you know if you have like a two minute saying and then also end with how people could find out more about rumi and Su sufism yes um well, this uh, saying from Rumi, um, reason and patience, like well-meaning uncles, <laughs> come to rail about how difficult the world is. Love helps you see into the invisible. Water washes your hands. Earth sits quietly like a childhood friend. Mm. So, um, washing ourselves of ourselves, and um, so not getting rid of ourselves, but in a sense, uh, I hate to use the word purifying because it can be such a loaded quest, uh, term, but um, refining our, ourselves, like it's often spoken of that the heart is like a mirror and it can reflect different things and how we choose. But all these metaphors that Rumi talks about, again, all go back. They're metaphors for uh, states or understanding, uh, realization, states of consciousness, understanding life deeper. But he's using the actual physical symbols and meaning of water in the world. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, uh, we're finishing up a conversation with uh, Joaquin Joseph Albert, uh, having a conversation regarding Rumi and water and a little bit of Sufism and what's going on there. Uh, 
as far as how can people find out more about uh, the Sufi order, about about Rumi, and perhaps find out more about some of your retreats that you yes. handle? Um, well, I am. I could give out my uh, uh, email, but I could also say if you go to Inayatia, which is I N. A Y A T T I A dot org. Can you That's do that one more time? I N. Anaitia. It's hard. It's easier <laughs> for me to write it. I N A Y A T I Y Y A dot org. Anaitia. And um, uh, again, it's it's. This, this universal understanding with which while is, uh, Sufism, if a person looks it up, often will say like mystical Islam or something. And of course it's, it's accurate to say that Sufism has emerged out of uh, the mystical side of Islam, but it takes a very universal approach. That's great. <clears throat> and you know, thanks for sharing your wisdom. Thanks for sharing your time. And uh, thanks for listening, our water-loving listeners around the world. You're listening to And So It Flows, the only show for H2O. We just had a conversation regarding Rumi and Sufism. And uh, just so glad that you were with us. Got another tune coming your way. And this is uh, a tree who gave, who, a tree who grew on water. From the Tree Who Grew on Water album, this is by Yoav Elan. So, again, thanks for being with us here on 89.7 WTBR-FM Pittsfield Community Radio. And so it flows, your only show, 4H2O.
Madonna, one of my favorite musicians and singers ever. She studies the Kabbalah. She's really cool. Uh, she's been around for a bit, and she keeps on kicking, and we gotta love that. Here's a little roomy quote. You are not a drop in the ocean. You are the ocean in a drop. Gotta love Rumi. Thanks for tuning in. Today's show, Rumi and Water. Look for it on podcast very soon. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I am your super water man, ambassador for water. Love you. Love your water. Sparkling water. Sparkling water. 
lemon, osmosis, carbonated, filtered, distilled. See? Thirsty. Thirsty.